Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Edgeguard Podcast, a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Jordan. With me, as always, is my co-host and good friend Blake. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing so good. Yeah. Uh, I. It's always a pleasure to play. Uh, the games by the creator that we did today, which is Cosmo yeah. D. Uh, previously, we played Off Peak for the podcast, mm-hmm. and which was just a weird, fun, wild ride. And then for this week, we played the Norwood Suite, uh, which is the spiritual and kind of sort of literal sequel to that mm-hmm. one. Uh, and it just is... Has, I felt like it had most, if not all, of the the weird fun of the other one. Um, yeah, and some additional weird fun. I and would, some I additional would say. weird fun. Um, for those of you that were not listening when we uh, recorded the other one, just a brief summary of this game is it's a, a walking exploration game that takes place in a hotel, um, the Hotel Norwood, named after its elusive, mysterious founder, Peter Norwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's kind of about, he was like a jazz musician, I guess. And uh, just, it, I don't think it specifies what kind of musician he was. He was just a... A musician a famous musician well he did co- there was there's piano involved i guess is the only thing we know for sure mm-hmm. is he like composed piano music but uh, uh it's like semi well i wouldn't even say semi surreal it's like a surreal hotel with like weird i make sure just like quirky stuff and like strange people and then just like straight up like bonkers like, space bending bonkers weird stuff yeah um and uh, you you explore the hotel, uh, co- meet, talk to the strange characters within, and uh, the sort of like core plot or mechanic is in order to deliver a CD that your friend gave you to a DJ that, that's at the Norwood Suite. You have to assemble a disguise of Peter Norwood in order to get into a party, mm-hmm. and deliver the. The CD. Yeah, you gotta you gotta deliver the CD to the DJ who's playing in the basement. Yeah, DJ. His, oh, what was his name? I forgot. Uh, Bogart. DJ. Bogart. DJ Bogart. <laughs> That's right. He's hanging out in the basement, <laughs> uh, playing hot beats for his three hundredth night in a row, or three hundredth show in a row, or something. Three hundredth um, weekend in a row. Is that what it is? That, that's what it is. Yeah. That's a lot. Of but beers. it is a forty. It is a nonstop forty-eight hour party. So. Yeah. So, and in order to get in, you have to have a. Didn't didn't they say something oddly specific like a costume with an eight part uh, eight pieces? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, and by and, wandering yeah, around, players of the, the previous the game will, will notice that the bouncer was one of the like guard dudes from Off Peak. It's like the same oh, character is model. It? Yeah. There's yeah. a few. There's a few hints back to Off Peak. I, I noticed. I think three. Um. There was that dude. There was the in in Peter Norwood's uh, room. The mm-hmm. dude in there with like the disproportionately large head. I think mm-hmm. he was from. Uh, he was from. I'm almost mm-hmm. sure he was from. Uh, off sure. peak. And then mm-hmm. um, there's a woman leaning against a wall that I think is from Off Peak too. The one yeah. that's holding the credits. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The well, did you notice that that? So it's like a cop. And that cop is oh, watching you throughout the game. Oh, like, she is. I didn't notice dude, that. Oh, there's. I only saw like two or three spots 
but there's a few spots where you can if you look into like other rooms or down into a room from the balcony she's like there watching you and oh is she the one that's that's watching you disappears when you're going down the elevator from the that's watching from the balcony okay yes i so i did see her once then that was i didn't know that she appeared throughout that's cool well, yeah, I saw at least one other that like there's one other specific moment I can think of where I saw her and I think there might have been another, but it's a little bit hard to tell because um, I mean, we can get into it later. But one of the <laughs> one of the problems I did have with this game is that like the connection and direction of the like rooms in the space uh, despite it being like not huge and kind of the whole thing being navigating the hotel I don't know what it was about it, but it never clicked for me. Like I was constantly like your mental math was always like a little fuzzy. Yeah, It was horrible, which is, which is weird because I, I normally have like a really, really good sense of direction and space, uh, in games, especially like, I feel like I have a very good sense of where everything is. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it was like, I, I, I'm not sure if it was intentional. Um, or if it was was a, a fact, yeah, yeah. I, I actually, so maybe that's a good place to start with this game. Um, cause that mm. is something I was thinking about when I was playing too. Cause it did like finally. So throughout the game, I had trouble finding it, finding the theater specifically. Cause you have to go back there multiple times. And I don't uh-huh. know why I just could not get it to click in my head. That is just literally through the front door and go right. But yeah. I just would always like lose track of the theater until the end. And it finally did a click for me. And mm. I think that the reason well, there's two reasons and one that the layout of the hotel is uh, besides like the fact that the the rooms are all in a predictable place. The rest of it's kind of just weirdly laid out like everything's just next to everything else for no real reason. And sure. then um, it doesn't have like uh, the logical flow of a, of a real uh, yeah, space, which in part has to do with the, the sort of sur- we're in a surreal space. But the reason yeah. that that doesn't happen in off peak which mm. is also like equally surreal is it's just one big open space and everything is just a room off of the main space. Right? Yeah. Like and there's never kind of see you go from one room to another room. It's always from lobby yeah. to a room. Whereas mm-hmm. in this one, you, there's many more connections. You know, there's like secret hallways from one room to another. So it's, you really can't get lost in off peak because it's like, you can see every door from, almost every spot in the game. Yeah. It's Whereas, like if, unless you're in one of the little rooms, you're unless in the, you're main, in room, the, actual the room. main room. You can largely see how to get to the next or to another room or whatever. Yeah. yeah. It, it's interesting. Cause I feel like something, another game that maybe has a similar space would be like gone home where, but in that right. game, it's a very linearly laid out, like it's laid out in a way that it's sort of teaching you the layout of the house so mm-hmm. that you're remembering, oh, I need to double back and go here. And there's like a, there's a yeah. secret entrance, like, and you have a and map. You sort of, yeah, the, the game or not the game, the, the house is almost a, a character. Wait, is there a mapping on home? There is. Yeah. I barely remember that. It's been a while, but, um, yeah. but there's like, uh, uh, the the house is like a character so you kind of like get to know it as you go through the game and remember where everyone's room is and every character has their like assigned space and it's all connected where I, I i have to feel like it's almost intentional with this game to sort of disorient you or to um sort of uh play into yeah. the aspect of the game that this space is not meant to be a hotel it was like uh 
Peter Norwood's mansion where he lived and then he went missing and uh, perhaps yeah, people just started kind of started yeah, living there. like hanging there. And then some uh, woman decided that she was going to run it as a hotel, I guess it's kind of yeah, not yeah. exactly how all that happened. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems like her, her ability to be the owner of the hotel or manager is like, or her, her like claim on it is, slim yeah squatters rights yeah squatters rights basically and in fact many of the characters many of the characters even like allude to their kind of like i just showed up and yeah like i belonged and eventually here i am i did one of them the first people you talk to i think the he's like i don't know some greeter outside or something Uh Uh, he's like you know there's gonna be people who ask you uh for help just pretend like you belong and and, you, and you'll fit out. right in. And he's like, that's what I did. And I've been here for 15 years. <laughs> yeah. There's a, that's a weird aspect to it. Cause there's more than one character that mentions that they, they found the place because they took a wrong turn. There's um, it's mm. kind of implied that the, you can, at the start of the game, you're sort of like at the bottom of the, at the foot of this hill and there's a big forest and then you can look off and there's a, like a city skyline in the, yeah. um, in the, in the background uh, and so, and several people reference that like you're out way out in the woods away from the city and people are like, Oh, I rarely get out to the city or this and that. It seems like yeah. almost like a place where people are like trapped in a way. Uh, and, yeah. and a lot of people talk about uh, being like taking a wrong turn and ending up there. There's a, at least two that I specifically noted mentioned like, Oh, I just took a wrong turn and here we are. Uh, so it's kind of it's kind of interesting in that way. Yeah, it's like I actually I think that's kind of like a it's sort of an expansion of the theme of like in off peak it was like it's a train station and there were lots of people who were like you know train station is like yeah. a, a midway spot in your journey and it's yeah like a lot I'm of trying to get just, somewhere I'm else trying to get somewhere and I'm just hanging out in the meantime uh-huh. this one's like what happens when your your pit stop just becomes a home becomes your life <laughs> yeah you just never actually you know it's a what's the hotel from that the eagle song the hotel, hotel california. california yeah it's like sure you, like vaguely outside of this world space where you just yeah. sort of like end up staying forever yeah and it's it's kind of like there are so many characters like we already talked about dj bogart how it's like there it's mentioned that uh he was struggling to find any gigs and then suddenly he's been the resident dj at uh you know at the norwood hotel for 300 consecutive weekends <laughs> yeah uh, that's true yeah and it's like uh, yeah I, I don't know i guess it, it, there's definitely a vibe that it's like a place sort of out of time um mm-hmm. and i i guess there's never any like i'm trying to think if there's any characters that like explicitly talk about like leaving or like i left and came back or i guess the, maybe there is the 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 guys the guy on the unicycle at the beginning of the game uh, I think it's sort of implied that he has like been here before and Wait, is guy on the back. unicycle. You don't remember that? The it's like the the guy, the couple. They're like on unicycles. They're I think they're literally the first people you can talk to. Oh, the helmet guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I did not see he had a unicycle. I just assumed they were riding motorcycles because he had a no motorcycle. No, helmet. they they talk about they keep talking about cycling, oh, and if you look, there are two oh. unicycles on the ground next to them. <laughs> cycling uh, that's funny that's very yeah. like this game like yeah it's very good because it's where, like where well, it's they're like they, they're not wrong yeah something that like seems they, they like 
is it's a weird thing treated as if it were taking the place of a normal thing. Yeah. Uh, I feel like is, is a lot of this game. Like, you know, the concierge service is oh, so weird. <laughs> just but the, that, that's a thing that's in a hotel, but then like the way that it plays out in this hotel is yeah, giving you so, cryptic clues about where you yeah, explore and the, about how to beat the game, <laughs> about how to beat the game, which to be fair, uh, was an invaluable resource. Like, this yeah, game would I be definitely needed much it harder. after a certain point. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, wait, I had another thought about the liminal space thing. Oh, yeah. One of the, the room you stay in is um, when you're talking to them, they're saying it's all booked up and mm-hmm. uh, the front desk people. Yeah. And the room they end up giving you is a no show from someone who had been staying there for 15 years. Sure. So it's that I, I do think the idea is it's like, a hotel that kind of has stopped being a hotel in some way. Yeah. People just live there. It seems like it, it, I think it's implied that a lot of the people that are there, um, live there and have for a long time, like for quite some time. It's yeah, it's a, it's a very odd, odd space. It's got kind of like a, a, like a David Lynch, like twin peaks kind of vibe of just like, yeah, it's very matter of fact about things that are, uh, it's like matter of fact in a way that you're like, Oh yeah. And then you think about it first thing. You're like, wait, 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 that's no kind of weird. <laughs> and then it'll, at some times it'll hit you with like, no, check it out. Here's the lady that hangs out with the diner with a log all the time. And you're like, okay, so this is like explicitly weird. And now that I'm thinking that this is weird, there's a lot of other stuff that is also weird. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It definitely plays with like, with like what sorts of weird, like stuff you can sneak in in a if by using like a a normal or non weird tone mm. or something like that where where sure. it's like if everyone treats it as normal you're kind of yeah. just like yeah okay sure then you think yeah, about it fine. Like, what the why the fuck is this what I'm doing <laughs> yeah and I think part of it almost feels like it seems almost like a place that would exist in real life like oh out in the woods outside of New York City like upstate in the woods. There's this weird hotel that's like a nightclub in the basement and some like famous musician used to live there and you yeah. just like it's like you go and have a transcendental experience and drink some weird uh, dystopian Red Bull uh, <laughs> blue moose. <laughs> yeah, blue moose. And like also there's a weird corporation that's like trying to buy the hotel. Yeah. Yeah, that that's, was an interesting whole weird aspect. Uh, yeah, that's another thing that was a sort of variation on a theme of off peak. And this one, it's mm-hmm. like, this is the refuge that all these people have kind of gone to for whatever reasons. And then uh-huh. this like, you know, outsiders coming in to repurpose it. I, I think turn it into a server farm. I don't know if you yes. talk to the, the drunk yeah, yeah. executive outside, yeah. but that seemed to be the implication. And yes. then, um, in off peak, there's like some weird, like, Oh, he's almost like a king or a duke or something. Yeah, he's like a kingpin. He's like a crime lord. Yeah, basically. crime lord. That's right. Yeah. Who's kind of like running the show and decides who gets to go in or out or yeah. whatever. <laughs> huh. Yeah, that, that yeah. dude was funny. He's oh, like that's the, another. Sorry, I just no, remembered another reference to Off Peak, which is that they were. Well, I don't know if this is an explicit reference, but there's a part where the characters who want you to make them a sandwich talk about eating ramen and there was the ramen guy in the oh, station and off peak yeah. who was like very passionate about his like there was I love some, that guy. Yeah, he was like the, a, a similar story like where his whole thing was that he 
uh, got stuck here. And so in order to like help him get out, he's like, Oh, I'll make ramen. And then he ended up just like making ramen for 10 yeah, years. And that like became his, his job because he was really form. good at it. Yeah. He yeah Cause he wanted to be a musician form. or something. Yeah. 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 I'm trying to think if there's anything like, what do people do to like, I mean, I think most of people's roles here are kind of familiar. There's like concierge front desk. Mm-hmm. there's the chef. dude chef the dude whose job is to deliver the red bull i guess and then there's all oh, the employees for um modulo the company yeah yeah it's like the there's implications of a of like a, a meeting yeah where the board basically meeting. basically the modulo people are trying to buy out the hotel and so the manager is trying to like make that happen but seems like the other people in the hotel kind of don't want that to happen because it, they'll probably, I don't know, lose their jobs or at least they're become they're, a server. The, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the way they uh, like work within the space will be changed in a way that most of them find unfavorable. Yeah. Um, sure. <laughs> yeah. So it's, I don't know, I guess what, what's your whole read on like the, the, the like corporate aspect to this, you know? Um, I, I mean, it felt to me like, um, the, the sort of like vibe it was going for is just like people who have, who have, are making use with what they have at hand. Like they're just treating this as a home or Uh just like stopping by, but they're not like, they don't have like the power or they're not in charge of like the ultimate fate of it. So they're just kind of like, uh, like making do, I guess is the the theme. Cause it didn't seem like it was like, like the, the fact that it was a like business that was going to be kicking everyone out was like, especially important. It just seemed like it, it was important that it was like someone from the outside coming in. Um, it didn't yeah. seem like, like business or economics was actually like a theme of it. Um, yeah, that's true. I, there, like there's like s- sort of subtle hints about, you know, it being like some evil corporation trying to like take the strip this place of its character and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But largely the, the denizens aren't specifically concerned about that, but more about like losing their place within it, uh, in the change, which is, which is yeah. interesting. And some like, people are trying to like, use it for their advantage. Right. Cause some people are, Oh no, I guess those are the modular employees that were like, yeah. Yeah. I think it's mostly the modular the, people, the board mm. meeting. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. But like most of the people that there, I mean, it, it, I think that's sort of plays into the fact that it's kind of a nightclub is I feel like nightclubs, uh, are specifically historically have been places where, uh, like certain communities, like, okay, this is a, a club where, like, the disco people hang out and, like, disco's yeah. this whole movement. It's a whole, it's a big community of, like, disco people. And, you know, it's, it's the like kind 70s. of a subculture on the edge where, like, exactly, you can kind of do your own thing. You're, like, not totally out of the, the, like, uh-huh. the normal world, but, like, uh, there's a little bit more leeway to sort of express yourself as I think the sort of, like, implication of that comparison. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, a, a space where it's like, okay, we're all accepting of each other's weird <laughs> shit because we've found this like communal space and this communal interest that we can like share. 
And mm. so that, that I feel like that definitely feels like a um like a big theme of it is like uh we're all kind of weirdly obsessed with this guy's music and sort of the like mystery of where he went and who he was and uh like people trying to get into into his ensemble uh i don't know it's yeah. it's 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 interesting I'm, i still haven't like totally made heads or tails of it uh yeah, which seems to be at least partially on purpose yeah totally. on purpose part of the design it, there's yeah absolutely it, it is intentionally blurring heads and tails sure um that did just um uh oh i totally lost my train of thought there oh um, yeah on the okay. on the the topic of people trying to like recover his lost uh like music or whatever what did you think of the like i just thought the the like plot of the one of those three musicians out front mm-hmm. like in the lobby who are trying to yeah. recover the like legendary norwood song which yeah. is locked in that safe because uh people who have tried to play it have damaged their fingers. Yeah. And it's like (laughs) the easiest. And then the guy who is playing, who, who wants it, uh, his like fellow bandmates are like, I worry about you, man. Sometimes you, you're trying to memorize so many songs that we lose track of you. You're going to like hurt yourself. (laughs) Yeah. It's like like a weird story of like someone being so obsessively interested in something that they like, are putting their own safety at risk. Only it's like music instead of, I don't know, skydiving or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's a recurring theme because there's like, there's the, the woman who's like sitting outside her, I assume it's her dad's hospital room talking about how basically like her dad was uh, like brought in to be part of uh, uh, Norwood's ensemble and then kind of fell out but then was like still obsessed with it. And like to this day was uh, like, couldn't think about anything else. And then you go yeah, in this hospital true. room and he just has like that really eerie, uh, like permanent smile. Yeah. Uh, creepy as hell. It's like bedridden. Uh, uh, and, and also, you know, I wondered, so did you see in Norwood's room, all those all uh, the notes, notes on the ground? Yeah, from my Gabe? interpretation is that that was, that's that, Gabe. That, that's okay. Him. Yeah. That makes and sense. Also, that didn't occur to me until the, just now, but yeah. That's the character that comes in at the end of the game. Yeah, that was creepy. Was I don't know what that creepy. was about. Yeah, I, it's I like was you're, ask you're you. just like listening to the the Muriel's track with um, DJ Bogart, Bogart. and then mm-hmm. DJ Bogart's face just Falls like disintegrates and, and he becomes a skeleton, and then creepy dude barges in. He's and not like, just a skeleton; he's like a Terminator. Like it's like a metal. He's like a robot. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like a robot. Uh, yeah. And so I don't know, like the implication is like Nadia had set up a DJ robot to just like, that's why he, I think, doesn't someone say he's like a machine when uh, Something he does like the, the 300 weeks of. Well, of yeah. DJing. And I think, so, I think another, uh-huh, he's as- literally a robot. Yeah. And like right before that happens, you're, I guess we're, we're sort of skipping around here a little bit because <laughs> yeah, well, it's the only the way to talk game. about this game. It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's yeah. It's, I wouldn't say nonsensical. I think nonsensical is like a reductive way to think about it, but it's definitely like alter sense. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Um, but like as you're going up the elevator, um, to that final room where you play the music for DJ Bogart, like literally it shows you the same thing that's going to happen to DJ Bogart in like two minutes, but it's, um, 
but it's Norwood. So the implication to me was that Norwood oh. was a robot and he didn't go missing. He just, I mean, and also that room well, is just that room full is full of, of like robots. little Norwood mannequins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was he, my, that was so, my interpretation to the Norwood. Oh, so that's interesting. So the DJ Bogart is just the same thing as Norwood. Yeah. Basically it's oh, like the I next see. reincarnation <laughs> for, to they be deified it. of, you know, this strange musician with innate talent and strange legend um yeah i mean i do i did like that the there was a sort of um foreshadowing to that by the fact that like your the disguise you have to put on is like uh one of the pieces is like a mask of his face it's like why is that here yeah except why would it be there except because they had those because a bunch of mannequins yeah he's not real (laughs) yeah it's yeah, it's interesting. I still, I feel like it's one of those things that you know, just kind of like sit and chew on for like next couple days. I'll yeah. be like, mm, yeah, maybe have a dream mm. about plausibly. Yeah, ooh. That, it's funny because I didn't like, I think I had a similar feeling with off peak that like out of context, parts of it seem like they might be very creepy, but during mm. the playing of the game, almost none of it actually felt creepy to me yeah uh like well with off peak i will say the one thing that legitimately scared me was when you go to the edge of that one balcony not this game yes and then you turn around and her head's just poking out the side of the door that did scare me but (laughs) yeah and i think that's meant to be explicitly scarier the closest thing to that in this game was seeing the cop watching you from the balcony. that's exactly what i was gonna say (laughs) Um, but like largely for the most part, I, I find this game very enjoyable again, uh, similar to off peak, the, the music is a big part and actually even a yeah. bigger part maybe, um, in that like all of the music exists diegetically within the actual like narrative of the game, uh, yeah, which was different either... than off peak. Off peak was kind of, you just like walk into an area and each area has like a song right but, here you but, start the song with some actual music device well and like and literally anytime you're hearing music there's a speaker that is generating it within uh, the space see i didn't realize that it literally every time but that makes sense. uh i guess that's not entirely true like when you're the those tableaus that are sort of oh uh, sure shown in the hidden passages as you like although the tableaus there's always characters with musical instruments yeah so they, those have less of the like explicit like here's a speaker but yeah there's yeah. always uh every, any other time you hear music there's always a speaker and it's always like pulsating with the beat uh mm. which is a nice effect and like i don't know it sort of grounds everything um and clearly music is an important part of this space like its whole existence is sort of predicated on uh, the like musical genius of Norwood uh, and also like the, the draw of the musical talents of the DJ Bogart. Uh, And so I Mm. think it's, it's important and interesting that uh, basically all of the music in the game uh, exists within the game. Uh, It's like within the game's narrative. Um, Yeah. The, and then, I was just thinking of this because we talked about it last week. Uh, it does have a tone puzzle also, which is that yeah. you have to, not really a puzzle because the sheet music's right in front of you, uh-huh. which is good because it took me longer than it should have to get that right. Oh, um, yeah? Yeah, it was bad. 
Well, the um, other thing is, oh, go ahead. But if the if the like notes hadn't lit up in front of me, that yeah. might have been a real a real obstacle for me. <laughs> well, another thing is is in uh, in your the character the main character's like hotel room, the sheet that you first pick up like spells out the notes. Oh, uh, does it? Like on the That's back, right. yes, yeah, says D A E C. It's yeah. it technically says D A E C D E, uh, and the last E is technically an E flat. Uh, it's an accidental, oh, but right, um, right. but yeah, uh, I it, it yeah, it's one of those things. I'm I I think I think they uh, Cosmo D did a good job of like, okay, you don't have to know how to read music. We're we'll <laughs> shorthand some of this for you. Yeah, um, it's not missed. What was your uh, did you ever find anything to do with the room with the bowling pins? No, because it has the same the, the melody only laid thing out. I found in that room is that you come up in it from one of the um, tableaus. Yeah, but that's literally it. Yeah, that that was actually a source of confusion for me because um, after you, so give, there, so just the people didn't play it. There's a big room yes. that just has like bigger than human sized bowling pins in it. Mm-hmm. And you never have to do anything in it, so it's yeah. And if you touch the bowling pins, they play a note. And if you look, there's oh. a there's a musical staff. Oh, did you not know this? There's a musical staff uh, painted on the floor, and the oh, bowling shit. pins are set up on the staff. It's the same melody that's on the player piano, and you can oh. like if you touch the pins, they make a note, and you can like have it play out the melody. And this was a source of great confusion for me because. Uh, there's a certain you can get the characters into a certain state where it's like uh, one of the guys playing chess and the one of the unicyclists. Not chess, then, Zoe. Oh, you're right, Zoe, not chess. Um, <laughs> Which is that a real game? <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, one oh. of the players that was playing Zoe, one of the unicyclists, and then like the modulo executive guy are sitting at a table talking, and they mention that you might be able to get the the sandwich chef or just the chef to do his job if you play a melody for him. And oh my god! And the bowling pin room is right next to the uh, the kitchen. So I was like, "Oh, I have to do this to get him to come in here and make the sandwich." Oh no, you make uh, the sandwich, Blake. Yeah, I dude. It took me forever because <laughs> oh, I had no. found all the sandwich component components, and I thought I was gonna have to give them to him, and he would make it. Mm. I didn't realize that there was like the slicing machine because I was like, oh, at first yeah. I tried like, "Oh, I'll put all the shit on the bread." Um, so yeah, that was the, a source of confusion for me because after. After you, I never found where that character goes after the Zoe game has. Uh, I didn't either. And one other character mentions him. What was his name? Bob, Bill, B, something with B. Bruce. Bruce. Um, mm-hmm. They. Someone mentions he, uh, he's so heartbroken that I beat him at Zoe. Why don't you play him a song on the piano to cheer him up? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And so I was mm. very confused. I at first I thought that after you figure out the the notes on the piano there's an aspect we haven't talked about we we sort of talked about the um piano playing puzzle but we haven't talked about how you have to like find the keys yeah there's there a bunch keys of keys missing hit, from the a bunch piano of portraits of peter norwood they have buttons that you press that reveals a secret compartment with the missing keys for the keyboard and you mm-hmm. put them in and you can play the song yeah and then and then once you play the song you get access to norwood's room and i thought that after that point then he would be in there in the kitchen and uh, mm. wasn't, and it ended up that was like the second to last thing I figured out. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what Bruce's deal was. The reason I I solved the uh, 
sandwich puzzle was actually just because I wandered in there before I ever talked to the people that wanted the sandwich ingredients. And mm-hmm. I just like kind of made a sandwich messing around and put the ingredients in the chopping thing. I was like, Oh, why don't I make a sandwich? Yeah. I, I found the ingredients first and I went talk to them. Oh, I need to make a sandwich. But then they kept talking about Bruce. So I'm like, Oh, I have to get Bruce to help me make the sandwich. I can't make it on my own because uh, they're talking yes. about Bruce so much. Yeah. So that was, that was a little bit frustrating for me. Um, um, did you, that just reminds me one of the, there's many moments in this game where you just like find a, a weird thing in a drawer or something. And it's just like, uh-huh. yep, that's there. And one of them was, <laughs> there's a little piano in one of the ovens. Did you see oh, that? is there really? <laughs> yeah. I feel like I, I remember <laughs> there being something in an oven, but I don't remember yep, a, a little piano, piano. and also some modulo papers. No, oh, that's what I think. That's what I found is yeah. like the modulo, a different, papers. different oven, but yeah. Another yeah, yeah, moment a, when I found a weird thing was in one of the rooms, I think on the second floor in one of the uh, drawers, there's just one of those like stone woman faces with the glowing eyes. That was oh weird. yeah. Yeah. I mean this game uh, similarly to off peak is just like packed full. Like every corner of it is full of like a weird strange Stuff. little thing or like <laughs> yeah. uh, art or you know this or that it's just kind of like everywhere like fake books some of them could even be real books i don't know um, yeah i i think some of them might have been because the one of the posters it had the like um the the composition method um it's like an avant-garde poetry writing technique where you take a a page of pre-existing text and you block mm-hmm. out everything except for the words you want. Oh, and it spells sure, a new sure. thing. And yeah. that was like a, I think it was like a real thing that mm. was on the, yeah. on one of the walls. I mean, it's, I, I talked about this when we, when we played off peak that, uh, it was that game especially felt like you were inside someone's brain and just like everything they found, find cool or inspiring is like splattered on the walls or hanging yeah. from the ceiling or, <laughs> Uh, tucked away in a conversation and this game feels like that but like packed into drawers and corners it's a little bit more stuffy and like hidden than like, on display yeah hidden away exactly which kind of has to do with or thematically fits in with the fact that it's all uh you know tucked away up in the woods on the top of a mountain yeah um, which I, I i do want to i do really like the approach like where you start the game like going up this windy switchback road to get to the to the hotel high on the hill yeah something i just find very cool about that um yeah that it's a very cinematic setup i feel like yeah Yeah. that actually reminds me is there anything you can do with the uh gated forest park place no i i there's like you saw the creepy dark figure right no there's like a person out there like like is it like it's it was like a shadowy person is that a cop? It didn't look, oh, it looked like a like they the they cop? have like now jet black. Oh like no! Shadowy skin. Oh god! Now I'm spooky, glad I didn't see those. Yeah, dude, the shit I was spooked. I was like, oh, it's that kind of game. It's one of the first things oh, I saw. Jeez, I I saw that there's like a gate, and it seemed like you might be able to open it, but I never came back. I would definitely be not surprised if that was like some kind of secret that uh, you can like yeah. go back at the end of the game. And, uh, yeah, one one thing I will say that this game does is it um mm-hmm. it 
I, I actually wouldn't be surprised if you can't go in there just because like if there was a like walking simulator game that did that, it would be this one. Uh-huh. But sure. one of the things it seems to be doing is like doing the the walking simulator thing of like showing you something that draws your eye and you're curious about, but you can't access yeah. now. But then uh-huh. rather than but then giving Letting you a lot of them later and not uh-huh. telling you which ones you will get to later and which ones you will and, ones and just kind of like holding you in this like mm. perpetual state of like wondering, you know, is this like something I can access? Is this not? And let's like, whereas in most games of this type, it's like, Oh, I'll get to that later here. It's like, yeah, will I get to that narrative payoff? Yeah. That's interesting. I mean, again, it sort of plays back into this weird aspect of the the hotel Norwood being this space that people you you it's maybe not necessarily voluntary to leave or whatever and like yeah. you're not in control of everything there necessarily yeah it's that's interesting I hadn't thought about it that way um yeah it uh, I started like just noting a few of the other moments when it had like had little um like things like that that sort of like they they point to something being there, but then it's never uh-huh. actually revealed what what it is. Another one is if you look in all the trunks of the cars, some of the uh-huh. like contents they they kind of like have a little like almost a little mini story to them. One of them, yeah, I thought this was super funny. In one of the trunks, there were hot dogs, charcoal, and a sword. And so it's like someone's gonna roast hot dogs, but they're gonna use a sword, sword. <laughs> instead of like okay. a instead of like uh-huh. a poker. Um, yeah yeah it's it's interesting because uh in another game those might just be like totally uh like silly like little like a full game just yeah yeah or just like dumb shit that's randomly thrown in there <laughs> whereas i feel like everything here is like like i bet you that trunk is supposed to belong to one of the specific characters specific that's in character. the game yeah that's yeah. true actually that's because i mean there's literally a part where i don't know but I bet you if you like thought about it or were paying super close attention uh, on the second playthrough, you could probably figure it out. Yeah. It just seems like that that's the kind of game that, that this is. That is the kind of game it is. And, and yeah, and I mean, especially since like all the other, like one of the cars is locked. And so you know that is specifically for one person because you have to go unlock yeah, it later. you have to get the key from them. And then them, one yeah. of them, the like executive is leaning again. So presumably that's his car. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think of that. I wonder if you can I match know who all drives the van. specific character. Is the the um, van with like the like recording equipment in the back? Yeah. yeah. Or I and and I guess it's probably the band then, huh? No, I think oh, about yeah. it. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's there's like the band. it's like a modular synth is what it looked like to me. Yeah, you know what? Damn, now I'm curious. I bet you can match every car to a character. That's what I'm saying, dude. Dude, who's roasting hot dogs? I want to know. And why are they using a sword? <laughs> why the hell not? Why the hell? Um, I bet you'd be the the weird like red moose salesman guy who wanted to go for a swim. <laughs> it seems like the he seemed like a, the kind of guy that would be roasting hot dogs with a sword in the woods. Yeah. Um, I, um, one thing that I actually that reminds me of another thought I had about this game. Just the reason why the concierge is necessary, I think, is because uh-huh. the like mechanically this game has a lot of the kind of logic and structure of an adventure game and that yes. the the objectives is like you know get objects from people and yeah give them, them to, to get other different people who need them people. and to get new objects and then solve the puzzle when you get all the objects you need but like yeah. and just as in we sort of encountered this in grace bruckner's frog detective game 
is mm-hmm. like the it's a little tricky to mix that with um like surreal logic because yeah. like adventure games are about like thinking about what objects are for so the uh, way that these surreal games like solve it is by just being very explicit about who needs what like someone's like yeah i want pasta and yeah and in this it's like the concierge tells you i think that guy wants to go swimming yeah and i mean they tell you and it's it's laid out in that like uh the text that they're speaking will be the color of their clothing and then uh yeah. things that they oh, need wait, or what? like things you should pay attention will be white yeah, if you pay attention to oh. like the band members, the guy who uh, the piano player is wearing orange and his text is in orange, oh, and one of them is wearing red and all his speech is in red. Didn't and even green. notice that. That's so smart. for the most part, characters uh, they're you can easily like, tell who, which text belongs to who. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's smart. And actually, while we're talking about the characters and the text, I want to talk about probably my single favorite detail of this game because it's so cool, and I'm like surprised that another game hasn't done it. Um, we, we talked about um, sort of expressive text and expressive babbling uh, in in games that use text to communicate uh, speech. Mm, uh, yeah. And this has the, the by far the coolest like text to speech babbling because it's all musical. Yes. And each character has like a different. Yes. And like characters that have certain relations like the uh, the father daughter um, thing where one of them's like a the father's a lawyer and the daughter's trying to write music. They're both a piano, but they're they're different and it's like played different. Oh, it's so I want to know how Cosmo D like what exactly he did. Um, yeah, like how he made all of these because some of them are so cool. The the I didn't even realize it at first until I didn't either. Until like halfway through, I noticed that I I didn't even notice that the the beat of the words was cued to like the beat of music until like halfway uh-huh. through. And then I realized like, oh, oh shit, like all these, all this text is like really cued to the music I'm listening yeah. to. Yeah. And it's, oh, it's so good. Yeah. The, the reason I realized is cause it's like maybe the third or fourth person you talk to is like a slide guitar. Uh, oh. and I can, wait, I so does every it. character have a different instrument? It, they might not all have a different instrument, but for the most part, it's like they, if if they are talking in the same scene, their instrument is totally distinct from mm. the other characters and that are there. And um, that's cool. Yeah, I, I I I suspect that there's some of them that are like the same but reused and kind of like pitched up or down to be different. I mean, sure. Explicitly, that like already is kind of the case with like I was talking about the like the father daughter thing where it's like the. I think it's a piano for each of them, but oh, it's so cool because it's yeah. it's just enough not explicitly a musical instrument. Like it's not a guy sitting there like playing a piano like to like <laughs> sound like talking. There's like sort of like pitch shifted and like reversed and like there's effects on it that oh man, it's such a good effect and uh, yeah, uh, it, and it, it's it even, fits. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I was gonna well, say, I was gonna say it fits more... in really well with the like. <laughs> specific i'm talking jordan damn it <laughs> you, you know interruption uh, uh but the the specific musicality of the game and how integral music is to everything uh like having the the speech be like layered on top of that and be like mm-hmm. less explicitly musical but still very musical in like almost a subconscious ways oh, so good yeah chef kiss yeah super good the the thing i was gonna just add about that is it's even more impressive that like the music is cued to the text when you control the rate of the text, mm. right? Cause you click through it and isn't it like 
like a different whenever the new words come up like yeah i'm not sure doesn't it beat so i i didn't particularly notice that the the text uh was like or like that that the babbling sound was like played to the beat of the music i i think that might have been just the fact that it's uh it's like musical enough that yeah. uh and broad enough that it sort of will fit into whatever like sort of fit over whatever so mm. you, your brain sort of slots it in with the music and it might be i don't know i'm not i'm not certain on that that's mm. not something i particularly noticed i was more but uh, you're the music like guy blake yeah and i was like more interested in like the i'm also the production guy and i'm more interested <laughs> in like the the timbre and like the quality of the sound and the way it was like produced and like the effect it creates uh, fine yeah jordan <laughs> um uh one thing i i did want to ask you about this game is did you get all of the tableaus yeah there were i think i did all nine <sighs> i i know well, i didn't i didn't i probably got half of them oh really yeah, let I me see my achievements I, you can see Norwood i got Sweet. all but one achievement so i might have missed one or there's an achievement for something else actually i yeah i guess if i can look at the achievements and i see. got all but four one, oh. two, three, four, five. Oh, no, I didn't get the fifth one. I only got one, two, seven, eight, nine. I got one, yeah, every, everyone but five, so. Were they mostly in bathrooms? It was, it was always like you would go into a room, find an object you need, and then there'd be like a shortcut. It's like, always they were always the in item. the shortcuts. Yeah, it was like after an item, you'd like Wait, find so a shortcut. so was there one in through. the, um the luggage room not that i found. But you get an oh. item in there i i mean i don't think it's necessarily always that you get an you get uh okay well maybe i don't know maybe that's the one i missed i don't know oh maybe huh um hmm. but yeah well damn it now i'm like wanting to i kind of thought i would have found everything because i um you and i talked before we started recording i sort of missed something early on in the game that ended up with me kind of like wandering around. Yeah. I think I played probably an extra hour on top. Well, maybe not quite that much. Yeah. I played um, just under two hours. So, Oh, I guess I did too. Hmm. 114 hmm. minutes is what it says, but Oh no, um, I was like, okay, I guess a fair bit on, I was like 90 something. So, oh, okay. Yes. A, so, a yeah, fair I bit under two. <laughs> yeah. I spent a solid amount of time wandering around kind of banging my head against how to get the last two items. Mm. Um, but, uh, what was my train of thought? I totally just lost it. Oh, I thought I, I thought I would have found everything. So I'm disappointed that I didn't find one of the tableaus. I need to, need to go back. I got to um, go back. Uh, I, on the topic of the tableau, I think is plural tableau, just tableau. I'm not sure. I don't speak French, but no, no, um, you're the English major, man. <laughs> English, not French. Uh, yeah, language guy. You're the language guy. <laughs> the words guy. Um, mm-hmm. They, was there a kind of like, like narrative to them? Because it's like, it's always Peter Norwood playing with some, music with someone. And in the last one, he's kind of like gone limp and being like, or not the last one. Maybe this was the eighth one and being like mm-hmm. dragged like arm in arm by someone. And I'm, I'm sure, sure there, there like is a... if you line them up. I mean, I think the implication is that like each one is uh, one of the um, musicians that he sort of like let into his elusive, uh, you know, uh, ensemble. 
and sort of it's them like him coming to appreciate them and be like uh, like sort of gaining their them gaining his acceptance and then him yeah. like rejecting them after he's like t- tired of them was my in- uh, interpretation mm. uh and also like the final wait so is each tableau a different character yeah or, or so, uh, there's yeah. a couple of them or there's at least one of them that's two and then right. at the end of the game, when you're going to the elevator up, yeah, creepy those cell. characters are all the characters from the tableau. The ones that are watching you are the yeah, characters from the different tableaus. You. And if you notice in the theater, all their portraits are on the wall. Yes. Um, yep. So, yeah, yeah. So it's like these weird, it's like his inner sanctum, his ensemble of people that he deemed worthy to, to play with him. Yeah. And uh, so you so encounter kind of like, their gigantic animated faces creepily staring at yeah, you. Yeah, it was so creepy. <laughs> so creepy. They're staring right at you. I got a they screenshot of it. It was so like, dude. Eerie. That's funny. Yeah. Um, I, I did want to, I actually want to talk about um, another aspect of uh, this game, which is that um, more so than off-peak for sure, this almost feels like a hitman level to me. Uh, I think part of it has to do with the way you, um, sort of can just like watch conversations play out. Yeah. Uh, And also how you get a specific item, interact with a certain character with it. And then they're out of their like clockwork loop, right. Uh, or into a new clockwork loop or their state has changed somehow. Yeah. Sort of wandering around. It felt like, it, it also felt like a hitman level and that I'm like wandering around observing what's going on for a minute and then acting on it. Once I feel like yeah. I have a, once you've a gotten proper a understanding of how, how it the, works, like, mechanics yeah. of the space work. Yes. Yeah. That that's an interesting comparison. I hadn't thought of that, uh, but it makes sense to me. I mean, another way that it's like that is the kind of like nonlinearity of the, the connections like that you can, there's like secret passageways that yeah, lead you exactly. from one space to another. And like, you kind of um, have a, a fair bit of freedom to move through the space yep. right at the beginning. And in fact, you also put on a disguise. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very Hitman vibes. <laughs> so there it is. It's, basically, this is a Hitman game. Confirmed. And then you kill Peter Norwood. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, well, <laughs> there's killing. Somebody died. No, he just was a robot. Yeah. Somebody probably died. Yeah, that's true. Um, um uh, what else about this game um oh what did you think about the very <laughs> the very beginning like the whole checking in plot i don't know uh-huh. why i found that so amusing just that it's like you have to give them your ticket but then you have to redeem it online but then yep. the computer's then, like, not the plugged Wi-Fi in router and then thing. the wi-fi needs to be reset it's like why why is this the obstacle you encounter i just found that very strange they're like you're encountering technical problems in a computer game. I guess is part of the humor, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. I guess I don't have anything to add to it. It is, it is, it is funny. This it's again, it's one of those things that's like presented as like without any remark of it being weird or funny. It's just kind of like, Oh man, you gotta, you gotta do it online, man. <laughs> or you got You got to go over and redeem the voucher on the computer, and then the Wi-Fi is broken. It's like, oh yeah, the Wi-Fi is way up in the library, and <laughs> it's like reset it. Presented so matter of factly that it's, uh, I don't know. It's it's part of 
this games and from what I'm starting to come to understand, like uh, Cosmo D's whole thing uh, or whole aesthetic and style is sort of that matter of factness and playing it yeah. pretty straight. I guess it also kind of like in, um, introduces you to the the space in the sense of like n- nothing quite works and it's just like people have kind of like pieced together their lives here and that kind of like thematically goes with like oh the computer doesn't work oh the wi-fi doesn't work yeah yeah i agree with that (laughs) um and then the last thing it was i had another question did you figure Mm -hmm. out what those weird like tanks of liquid were in some of the you know what i'm talking about they're in some of the rooms oh no was that supposed to be the the bathrooms specifically yeah in the bathrooms was that the supposed to be the blue moose or the what sorry the blue moose the energy drink oh i don't know well now that i'm thinking about it one of my thoughts was that it's like uh those are the characters that are uh robots and it's like where they i don't know it's like their station where they go to sleep or something i don't know (laughs) I, that's that's just a thought that ca- occurred to me because <laughs> the last one that you see, I don't remember. I only remember seeing two or three, and the last one I is in DJ Bogart's two, bathroom. Yeah, it isn't DJ Bogart. Um, so <laughs> I'd wonder if maybe the other one is in um, uh, in no no Norwood's bathroom just has a shower because there's one of those notes from yeah. Abe Dean. Is yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, I was really, for some reason, um, Norwood's bathroom really felt to me like it had a secret passage in it, and I spent a lot of time looking for it, and I didn't yeah, find one. no, there isn't. There, yeah. I, or I didn't find one. Maybe I that's didn't. where the fifth tableau is. I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah. Who um, knows where the fifth one is? It's a, it's a no true mystery. No one knows where the fifth tableau goes. I, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> Only Cosmo D, and probably many people who played this game and are more observant than us. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, did you have anything else you want to cover with this game or pretty much got, uh, no, that's uh that's all I had. So we can cool. move on to our game for next week. If you want to. Yeah. I'll tell the people about how to be a tree, <laughs> uh, by Zaphos. Um, or I guess I should say Jimmy Zaphos Andrews, uh, <laughs> This is uh, billed as an edu- a, an edutainment title about proper tree behavior made for trees. Made for which, trees. Uh, as you may have guessed, is uh, not true at all. Uh, <laughs> what this game is exactly, I have no fucking clue, and that's why I want to play it so much. <laughs> um, so <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna discover what in the hell is going on with how to be a tree. Yeah. Uh, next week, you can find it at. Zaphos, that's Z-A-P-H-O-S dot itch dot I-O slash how to be a tree, which I could explain to you <laughs> like how exactly that's all spelled and formatted, but that's silly because you could just follow us on Twitter at, uh, what's our, what's our handle again, Jordan? That's uh, at EdgeGuardCast. Uh, mm. You can follow us there and we'll tweet out the links to the game we're playing for the week and links to new episodes. Uh, so go ahead and give us a follow. And if you have thoughts about any of the games we played or uh, recommendations for games to play, uh, that's also where you can hit us up. 
and we will almost definitely take your recommendation. Always looking for new games. Unless and, it's stupid. <laughs> and even then, maybe. Uh, always looking for recommendations. If it's stupid in an interesting way, then maybe. Yeah, that's true. It doesn't have to be good. just has to be interesting. <coughs> just has to be yeah. something worth talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which is a very, very expansive uh, criteria, I would say. Yeah, um, worth talking about. <laughs> um, and, uh, and if you just want to talk about some of the games we have played that's also a place you can do that so um go ahead and follow us uh at edgeguard cast on twitter and uh next week we'll be playing how to be a tree and with that we will talk to you next week